What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Alif, here, and welcome to What Matters to Alif, the podcast where I take you behind the scenes into my life and share with you what matters to me. Enjoy. Guys, welcome to What Matters to a Leaf. Uh, guys, guess what? Today I have a very, very special treat for you uh, because I have my friend Arvin with me on the podcast. Say hey Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is the time. Hi, everyone. How are you? And I'm they're doing really well. Thanks for asking. I'm glad you asked the podcast listener how they're doing. <laughs> to make sure they're okay, man. I, I hope they're okay. I hope you guys are doing good. <laughs> and you're enjoying the quarantine and enjoying the weather if you live in Canada. Do you have international? Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple of people listen from like Baghdad or like, you know, Siberia or something, you know? Maybe a couple. Exactly. Well, are you Arvin, why don't you tell them a little bit about you? What do you do? Who are you? And uh, why are you so pretty? Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a life coach and I help people get clarity in their life. I'm also the founder and president of Positive Challenge Community in Toronto, Canada. And we host personal development workshops on, for example, self-esteem, self-confidence, fears. We help people overcome their fears mm. and also relationships, also mm. careers. So you're like a, a gift from the gods, fixing relationships and oh, no. you solve people's oh. problems. Can I talk to you about my third year? I empower them to find their own solutions. That's deep. That's deep. I love that. Well, perfect. Well, thanks for taking the time to be here, man. I appreciate this. I know it was the last second. But, yo, guys, check it out because we're going to go really deep here in this episode because we're going to talk to you about our weirdest experience with leadership retreats, workshops, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, And it's going to be fun. And I'm going to say some stuff which I've never said in the... Out, out in public before and uh, I kind of hope that you know my parents don't listen to this so we'll see how this goes it's going to be fun very okay, outside the comfort zone huh? we're disclosing information here we're going to be disclosing a lot I mean at least I am I'm not sure about you but uh, guys this is what we're going to do um, so Arvin and I will be taking turns describing our weirdest moments with leadership retreats um, and I'll probably be sweating by the end of it or either have an anxiety attack but who knows <laughs> I'm just kidding. You will see. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like, I don't know what I'm saying. So why don't you take it away, man? Why don't you tell me your first weirdest leadership experience? So are we describing the things that happened to us or the whole experience? Uh, however you want to go. Just from your experience, if it was weird, and just take it away from there. So yeah. I'm going to start with leadership. You know, you've What's been leadership? There. Uh, okay, so leadership is a six-night retreat that basically I started at York University and the university kind of invited us, sponsored us saying, hey, let's go to this retreat, have fun, work on yourself, be better people, mm-hmm. and then come back and kind of like help us in your growth journey, you know? Mm-hmm. So York sent us, it was like 60 students, including Arif there. Oh, really? I went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were there uh, in Guelph, 
I don't know if you guys know or not, it's like a one hour drive from Toronto. And so we went there and okay, I'm going to give you a bit of context. So for me, I was in my third year of university and I was having a lot of like anxiety around academics, you know, getting high marks because I was going to apply for like professional school afterward. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to go. Honestly, I did not want to go because I had a lot of exams coming up. Let's say like after the leadership, after the last night, in two days, I had like a midterm coming up. So I was very close to not going until I saw a friend of mine who went to leadership last year. It was David. Shout out to you, David, mm. if you're listening to this podcast. Keep apologizing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw David and David was like, Arvin, if you don't go to this retreat, you will miss this for the rest of your life. Damn. And I was really convinced, you know, I was very convinced at that point. So I went to that retreat and Wait, thinking can I pause that for a second? I think David said the same thing to me in class or something. He said, guys, if you want to go into this marvelous retreat and expand your universe, you got to go to this. And I was hooked. So shout out to David. You're right. Thank you, David. Thank you for making me go. Thank you, David. Um, so I went to this retreat thinking that I am going to get transformed. You know, the way that David kind of sold the experience yep. to me. I was like, okay, I am going to this retreat. I'm going to get transformed. I'm going to come out as a different person. Mm. So I went to the retreat. First day, we kind of like hung out with people. We ate lunch, food together. And we did some activities. It was fun. It was not that. Passed by. Second day, same thing. Passed by. Third day, same thing. <laughs> Oh, third day you had no fun, really? Wow. No, I had fun, but okay. it wasn't like something extraordinary, you know? Mm. Like it was like, because we would have these kind of experiences in like our trainings at York, like different organizations. And I was yeah. very active. I was very involved. So it wasn't anything too new. Yeah, I remember that. Ordinary experience. It was yeah. good, but David kind of set the bar so high. <laughs> he overhyped it. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting so much. So fourth day, it was okay. But okay, I'm going to tell you this. On first day, we had an activity saying that what are you trying to get out of this experience? And I wrote down that, okay, for me, I want to get out of my comfort zone and find new people. Okay, mm -hmm. make new friends. Because since the time that I moved to Canada, honestly, like I didn't have any close, close friends that I could really like enjoy having them as my company you know like disclosing a lot of stuff about myself sharing yeah. my feelings you know i didn't have those people mm -hmm. so i had that as a commitment so consider this now going into fourth day i was finding people but it wasn't getting deep still okay mm -hmm. now fifth night okay it's fifth night or sixth night i don't remember honestly but it was the night that the next morning we were coming back to Toronto, okay? So last night we are sitting in a circle of 12 people. So it was 60 people, but we were groups of 12. I was sitting in the group of 12 people and the question was, okay, let's reflect on how was this experience for you, right? Yeah. Um, so the first person in the circle started saying, yeah, like I did my commitment. It was very good. I had fun. I made these many friends. Uh, and I was just 
listening to these people and thinking back to myself i was like man arvi you're just so stupid man you came here you spent full week and you didn't find one single friend like Aww. you didn't do your comment and i was feeling so bad i was actually feeling so bad and i felt as if i wasted wasted my time mm. so second person started then she said yeah i had a really good time i learned this i learned that and how it happened was that one person would talk and when they were done then other people would give that person feedback of how they feel about them how much they've grown right oh yeah and then at the same time you remember right at the same time i was thinking that okay so these people don't really know me so what are they going to even say to me you know like i was so close off mm-hmm. you know like like imagine like I was in a bubble that I wouldn't let other people come closer, you know, at some point I wouldn't let them come closer. So as they were talking and it was getting so emotional, right? Because people were expressing their feelings and stuff. I kind of started to kind of cry. Oh. You know? I had tears in my I I wasn't crying. I had tears in my eyes, you know, like my eyes were watery thinking of myself that oh, I, I wasted this much time. And then when he got to me, I started being the, you know, having the right answers. I was like, "Hey, I like my name is Arvin and I feel like I had a good time." Uh, and I was trying to give the correct answer, you know? Mm, I wasn't okay. serious. And I said two sentences. And then I was like, "Okay, Arvin, why are you faking it?" These 12 people, worst case, you just be very straightforward and honest with them. but then never you will never see them ever again okay mm. that was my yeah. thought and then after two sentences i just stopped and i said okay you know guys you know what i just feel like i wasted my whole week here <laughs> and when i said that i just started crying <laughs> i cried like never before and i couldn't even stop it that and that was a very interesting experience so and the moment that i started crying i felt that like all the walls kind of broke down at the same time mm. it was very interesting like i don't know just expressing it and be very honest and straightforward kind of helped me to broke all the walls and at that point it was like i was feeling very free you know i was feeling very uh, light you know, the weight came uh, off your shoulders Yeah, like a lot of burden all these years I was having these walls I wasn't really connecting with people. I kind of let all of those down and I was just feeling again. You know, oh. and I haven't had like a good cry for like years. I had this mindset that like men don't cry, you know, you have yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to not show emotions and those kind of stuff. So yeah, that was very interesting. Mm. So you were kind of cold, walled up in your own world. And all of a sudden yeah, something came out yeah, but I wouldn't really you know be real with them. I wasn't authentic, you know, like show my real real self because I was kind of afraid of showing myself. Hmm. But man, that experience like at that time I was crying for like whole 3 days. <laughs> you know? That was hmm. very interesting. Do you feel like you're a more open person now because of the experience? Yeah, like that that experience kind of changed me. Sheesh. You know, so from that time forward I could always really express myself. I was very honest after that. So you know that's that's the power of these retreats, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was say 5 days nothing happened 
And then the very last time that we were leaving, because I committed a lot to it, right? Like I want to kind of do my best, you know? Like I committed to, okay, let's do yeah, exactly. real, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's how it impacted me, you know? And it was deep, man. It was. Yeah, man. I remember that exercise and the whole experience of leadership was just powerful. And I cried a couple of times and there were some deep talks late night. And we even snuck out of the retreat and went to a nearby school, the Guelph University and snuck around at like, <laughs> at like 2 a.m. I remember it was with these two people. I'm not going to name them. But then, you know, we decided to come back in the retreat and then we we're going to grab all our sleeping bags and sleep in the front foyer or like the big lobby room because we were like screw it it's gonna be fun we sleep we wake uh, up in the middle of the night like at like 4 a.m and someone's like hey 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 we we're like what the hell's this it was the janitor and he yelled at us and we had to go back to our room then we came down and the you remember the lady who was organizing the retreat she was like yeah. okay guys who did it who pissed off the janitor who was here with all his clothes and we're all just like mm. <laughs> but then I, I fell in and I was like you know what honestly it was us me and this person this person so I ended up writing everyone out and wow you wow <laughs> okay okay Ali. you know what's funny though <laughs> one of the people I ratted out though uh they were I, I didn't we, I, I I told them like I told them afterwards like hey guys you know what I'll be honest with you I actually did this and they were like okay and it was a hard talk it was just it was actually kind of hard and then uh but one one girl was like okay with it whatever i was like, whatever and a couple like weeks and weeks 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 later i found out she was actually so resentful of me and you know this was one night wow. we just kind of drinking alcohol and got drunk and then she told me like hey i actually hated the fuck out of you because you stitched me out and i was like oh i'm sorry <laughs> But did they do anything to you guys? Like when you said that? No, they were like, whatever. Just don't do oh, it. Okay. Just don't do it. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's keep it that. Yeah. So you, Anyways, you did that for the excitement, right? Because you had like a good bed, man. <laughs> yeah, so pure comfortable. excitement. It was okay. nice, huh? Yeah, it was just fun. We're just screwing I around. And... It. Like food always there, you know? The room oh, was so very good. comfy. The food was good too, I right? Those things. Yeah, it was, the food was really good. I, I really liked it. I just remember my lips were really dry from the dry air for a while. It was just like chappy lips and I don't know why. Mm. But okay, anyways, we're veering off track and I just told you totally yeah, okay, about coming a story. Back. I broke the rules. Okay, come back. So let me tell, tell you one of my stories. Okay, so I went to this retreat. It's called, I'm, not, I'm actually not going to say the name of the retreat because, you know, whatever. But uh, it was generally for, for men, dedicated to men and helping them kind of get in touch. Like you said, men strong men don't cry and it was a way to get men to open up and be real and be authentic right and you know in retreat we drove carpooled for like two hours out in the middle of nowhere and uh it was weird too. we pull up to the driveway in the camp right and we were one of the last people there because of traffic and everything we come out and you know we're like oh camp whatever whatever and keep in mind these people are like in their 30s 40s 50s 60s like i was the youngest guy there and the only brown guy there too well actually no how many people guy, were there in the whole retreat? it was like uh, about 40 people or so or no i think it was 40 yeah yeah but generally uh i was the youngest and it was a lot of like white kind of men uh, in their 40s 30s 50s kind of thing uh but we go in and we're like excited and everything, right? And this is when I knew shit was like super serious about the retreat. Like they don't, they don't fuck around. Like we go in there and there's one guy standing up there with a cold face and he just looks at us and we're like, hey, we're here for the retreat. And he was like, 
and he didn't even look say anything or anything and he just pointed it at the table and we leave all our stuff on the table we're like okay what the hell and then we put all stuff on the table we go inside the actual like first building the first base uh, as a way to check in and you would think it's like a check-in where people would be on tables saying hey what's going on welcome to the retreat and everything right but yo this is serious like they had like i forget what they, they were like um they look, everyone look, all the staff look like robbers. They were all black with a mask over their face. And then they were like, <laughs> the whole place looked like a military training ground. And as soon as you walk in, there's a guy yelling at you like, hey, what the fuck think you are? You're late, you come here. And he was screaming and I was like, what the heck? And then we go to check, check in one, we give them our stuff. And I was like, hey, can I keep my toothbrush or anything? He's like, nope, none of this. You're going to keep nothing Wait, here. This is the first interaction you have. First ever interaction. They took first impression. <laughs> yeah, they had no clocks there. You couldn't have any sense of belongings. So not even toothpaste, only like a shirt and, a, and pants. And that's it. And no clocks or anything. They kept it all the way. And I was like, what did I get myself into? Wow. Uh, and then, you know, we went through the thing and whatever. Uh, we signed in. And here's when it got like really like fucked up almost. Um, they were like, okay, here's a blindfold. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, you know, what? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I was like, "This is a blindfold." Yeah, tie it up in your face, and I'm like, "Okay." So me and my friend, or my group that we carpooled together, we we tied ourselves up, and it, it was pitch black. And then we held each other's hand, and one guy walked us outdoors. I could feel the air, I could feel the grass, and into like another cabin. And I could keep mind, I couldn't see anything. We walked into the cabin, and they made us sit down in the corridor and as i was sitting down in the corridor floor i could feel people on my left and right and i realized there are other people around me and they're all like covered in their face with a blindfold and we're all sitting down in a dark corridor with no lighting next to each other i was like wow. what the hell and here's the weird part they do this in purpose because they want you to feel how serious it is serious it is and there are people who literally drop out at that exact moment and that's what they want to filter out the people who were dropped out and they get scared of it what they get scared yeah it's over the top it's it's way too weird and they get weirded out so they actually end up leaving and i i, I didn't see anyone so funny story is that when I came and we sat, I sat down, I only sat there for about 10 minutes or so, and then we had to move and go to the next exercise and get introduced to the whole camp, right? But the, for the people who came early, they were literally sitting there blindfolded in the dark corridor for like an hour and a half. Like, what? Wow. Yeah, and that's how they started off. And I realized this, this is serious. Like, this is genuinely serious stuff. Um, <laughs> so, like, did you like that though? After it, did, you, did you confront them saying like what the hell <laughs> like why did you do that no because i got it like i get it like because the mm. thing was like they want you to feel isolated from everything from like the, the grid like out of the world out of like day-to-day -day life they want you to feel like you're just hand-picked out of like society and plugged into like like a farm out of nowhere, right? And they have no clocks or anything of that nature. So you have no idea what's going on. And they, they did it on purpose as a way to like, sort of bring up the feeling and the vibes of things, right? But yeah, man, and then there's a lot of stuff that they did in the thing, but I'm gonna save that for the next points uh, after you. But as soon, that was pretty intense, yeah. Wow.
Okay, yeah. interesting. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go now. <laughs> you want to go? You want to be tied up and <laughs> blindfolded in dark yeah. order? <laughs> yeah, because that. I don't know. That's sounds interesting and exciting. I want to know what happens next. Yeah, yeah, I'll share with you what happens next. Some of the things they have to do. It was yeah. that. That's how the real changes happen, right? Like, oh yeah, when the paradigms shift, then you don't know. Like everything that you knew before is not working out now. So. Exactly. There were some guys who went there. And again, it was for men. Uh, and they, uh, you know, at first day, it was they were pretty like stern, cold, no emotion, like whatever, bro, kind of thing. Mm. And at the end, they were hugging. They were like jolly, laughing. It's kind of like you, like the walls yeah, just got like, shattered. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so exactly powerful. Exactly, man. But yeah, I'm excited to tell you more stories. But why don't you take it away for the next one? Okay, so okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna tell you an activity that we did, and during one of the retreats. Okay, mm-hmm. so so in a retreat that I went, if you're not saying the names, I'm not gonna say the name. Um, well, but what we did is that so basically they again they were also very serious as you said. We went into a room and they made us into three groups. Okay, so imagine that you are sitting in three circles. How many okay. people each group? Uh, I don't know, about like 15, 20. Okay. Oh, and, okay. and then we sat in circles and they didn't tell us what circle is for. So basically in the beginning, you had the choice to sit wherever you want. And they gave us tokens, you know? You've probably experienced it. Okay, so what tokens. I think it is? Yeah, I think. Okay, I think okay, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, gave, okay. they gave us tokens and then they told us, basically, you have to trade these tokens with other tokens. You know, they were like different colors. Mm. Mm. And each color has different value, right? So basically, what you have to do is to just go to a person, shake their hand. This was before COVID, so we couldn't shake people's hand. And just say, okay, do you want to trade this for that? Okay, and then the interesting thing was that if you looked at the numbers, the numbers wouldn't make sense. Like if you had to make any trades, like people were not willing to trade with you if they were trading for a lower value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they told us that the purpose of this game is to have the most money, you know, or have the the tokens with the most value. Mm -hmm. But the game wasn't even making sense because no one is going to trade with you unless you do like a scam or just trick people <laughs> into giving you a higher value token. So that was basically our integrity was at hand. So we, we finished the first round. They said, okay, time's up. No trading anymore. Now count your own tokens and tell this guy, for example, your score. So they weren't even counting our tokens. Okay, so that was another opportunity for people to just kind of lie saying i had this many tokens you know Mm. so we counted our tokens we gave it to them and then they said okay now based on the token we are going to rank you guys that was the interesting part so now the three groups had the value you know they had a meaning so this group because you did very good and you have the highest rank then you sit here you know, you guys sit here and those people with the lowest rank sit, for example, over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then next round, 
same thing, you know? So we started again trading next round. And you know, this game wasn't even making sense. Like we were all confused. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't even know what we were doing exactly. I was very confused myself. But you know, the good thing was that I was in the higher rank group. So I, I, <laughs> at least I like I like that. <laughs> uh, because I thought I'm doing well, but made no sense. The activity made no sense. So we did this for like two, three more rounds. And then they were, and they were, so people who were facilitating this, they were again, very serious, all poker face, you know, being like, okay, you are doing what you're doing. Just mm -hmm. keep going. They were not answering any questions, you know, and kind of like they wanted us to be confused. And then mm -hmm. last round they say, you know what? So people who are sitting in the highest rank group, you guys can write the rules for the next round for other people to kind of obey those laws, you know? Mm. So we as a group had all the power now, which was very interesting. And they said, for example, you have only three minutes to decide. Three minutes only, decide, this is paper, this is marker, go ahead. And man, like that time it got intense because when you put like 20 people in a group and you give them time limits, then people go insane. Like people were shouting over each other saying, yeah, let's just make the laws very unfair, make them lose and those kind of stuff. And some other people were saying, no, let's make it fair, you know, keep this game fair game. So they were all shouting over each other and then something happens. They are like, okay, 20 seconds left, 10 seconds left. And then kind of suddenly something like emerges, you know, like some people who have louder voice usually dominate the whole group, right? And it's very interesting. Like when you see this in action and because everyone is stressed, that, that was very interesting to see. And some person yeah. kind of like takes the marker, you know, and writes a very unfair rule or unfair mm. law. And then they say, okay, present it. And then they present the unfair law, man. And when they were presenting as me, as part of the group, I was like looking at myself and those people in their lower ranks, they were so disappointed at us for writing in this law. And I was feeling very ashamed. What was one of the laws? Like, can you, do you remember the laws that you wrote? It was like, I don't know. It was like, we have the advantage of uh, taking tokens, for example, from other people's hands, something like this. Mm, so like you're in a higher status player. and you can control exactly. this, lower than you. Exactly, okay. exactly. So we were already in a higher status, but we wrote the law that could even make us like more advantageous. And you had to present this in front of the lower level people and be like, hey, yeah. and I could we're see taking it in their eyes, you know, they were like, oh, And they were <laughs> watching, like all, yeah. everyone was just watching you guys present. Everyone was, was watching, exactly always very ashamed you know and then when they said that because okay because Why initially ashamed, it was a game right because i thought i can i don't know i thought i can do something but i didn't i could have shouted more being no make this fair like take away the mm -hmm. marker but i wasn't taking the initiative you know mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. also my takeaway you know like after that i always said what i thought was right mm. i was never a bystander after that but it was very interesting because it started as a game, but it became so serious. Yeah. Know? Like yeah. people were actually shouting, people were actually fighting from a game. So that was very interesting. The emotional, yeah. you know, the emotional atmosphere there. 
I think I was part of the lower level group and one yeah, of my team members were was genuinely pissed off like they were because I think like they were very passionate about like social justice and equality and everything and they're that's the type of work they like and I remember they were pissed off at one of your friends or one of your team members like and when we did like a what do you call it like a grouping together to like recap everything or well, they just went at it it was wild yeah that was yeah that was an interesting very that was a very powerful very exercise what was the takeaway from it for you stand up for what's right you know always mm-hmm. never back down like i feel like that time i was kind of saying oh yeah i'm not the only one responsible it had like a bystander effect oh yeah oh yeah. like these are all these people in the group why should i be responsible for the loss you know mm-hmm. so i kind of like let it happen and afterward i was like wow okay this has a very serious result i should mm-hmm. have done something Mhm mhm yeah i remember i was like kind of sitting around too and things get heated in that moment i remember that and i was kind like, of like yeah, step back you know yeah exactly yeah it's triggers everywhere people pissed off and yelling and <laughs> oh god yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening which was mm-hmm. interesting yeah. wild man freaking wild mm. 45 right. minutes Oh, let's get over. Let's go for an hour or whatever. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Tell me something. Okay, cool. Uh So, okay, for for minutes, should I go on the hard the hardcore one? I have one that was like hardcore, but I have a hardcore hardcore one. And maybe oh, the hardcore hardcore one. Yeah, and then we'll pause and there. Okay. Um <laughs> So, back to this retreat I went to, that men's retreat I went to. Okay. So there was some pretty intense stuff in terms of like trauma therapy type of work and self-reflection and you know opening up of vulnerabilities but there are there this okay here's the thing they didn't like clothes in in this retreat okay so they didn't like clothes <laughs> they they didn't like clothes so <laughs> so There was a lot of moments where we'd be sitting around in a circle and you know one thing one of the exercises was around shame and we had to talk about the most shameful moments in our, our life and they had a prop that you had to hold whenever you're a speaker in sitting in a circle and can you guess what that prop was? Was it like a, something bad? Well, guess what, what do you think it was? Balls. <laughs> So close actually. So when we're sitting in a circle uh and talking about our sh- most shameful thing moments in life, we had to hold a dildo. Like it was like a legit thing. And, but that's not the wild part. The wild part is that while we're talking about it, while we're holding this thing and opening up about ourselves, uh we were all naked. So like you can imagine like you're talking about the most shameful thing in your life that you never told anyone anyone before. You're holding this thing. That was good though, right? Cuz because you're you naked, then you have nothing to lose. Like you might just go. Dude, like uh, this is ugly thing I went to and it was freaking extreme and um so in that leadership retreat, we had to do this exercise where, you know, uh there, so there's two day retreat on the first day, we did some intense stuff and there was a lot of fights and everything, and, but there was rumors going around and the rumors was that, "Hey guys, I think like tomorrow we have to get naked and do something." and then this is everyone's kind of whispering this and we're like 
what the hell are you serious? It's my first time getting like naked, right? And um, but then the next day comes, we're in a circle, and then this guy, he's an awesome guy, really inspired by this guy, and he's like, uh, all right, guys, so one person go in the middle, so one person like goes to the middle, and then he's like, okay, talk about again similar to before. What is the most shameful thing you ever did in your life? And before they start, he, and he's like, he gave a really motivational speech and everything. It was so good. And he's like, so when you're ready, I invite you to take it off. Like, like a very serious tone is pause. And then people are just like Shh, taking it off. And like, everyone's naked. And like, it, 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 I was just like, what am I seeing? But at the same time, oh, did they Wait, disconnect? Yeah, I got disconnect. Before they start, I heard it from there. <laughs> before they, wait, uh, so basically. They, they um, went in the middle. So they, they went, said, yeah, so they went in the middle, one person goes in the middle, the facilitator, he's like, now talk, talk to us about the most shameful thing in your life. And he's like, but wait, before you start, and then he get into his motivational speech, it was like the realest speech I ever heard. I felt it to the core of my veins and blood. And he was like, so when you're ready, take it off. And I, everyone was like, paused, and then, just took it off like they took all their clothes off and like the pants came off the underwear came off, everything just completely naked so imagine like a bunch of people in a circle and one person's in the middle and the and whoever's in the middle they had to talk about the the most shameful thing you have been in your life like like the stuff you never tell anyone and you know it was my turn to go up and you can imagine like like I'm having a mini anxiety attack or something and I'm like oh my god and everyone's just looking at me like, but did they have to like did you no have you didn't to have to they didn't have to no. no but it was some okay some people had it like like the like the bra and pants on but um but later on as the exercise went they actually took it off because they realized you know to fully commit to this exercise they had to go all in right uh, oh it wasn't all men no, this one, this one was something else. This one, this one was. Mixed. Oh, I thought it's all yeah. men. Oh, I'll go wow, back to that's that even one. more shameful. Well, oh. yeah, exactly. So it's co-ed uh, for this retreat, right? Uh, and then you can imagine when I had to go in the middle, I was like, okay. And I and I said some shit. I was just like, I've never said before. Uh, and like you, like you, you, like. Huh? <laughs> well, you probably I know, know what you said. Who me? Yeah. Okay, what? You told me before. Okay, yeah. Whatever. One of your fears, right? Yeah, it was, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, should I say it in this podcast? Uh, no, bro. I wouldn't say it. I don't. <laughs> your podcast. Okay, okay. All right, listeners. So you'll be yeah. happy moments of suspense. Sensitive. Yeah. Some sensitive stuff I will say in my head. <laughs> okay, so I said this and uh, I was like, like, like. 20 pounds came off my body like like I couldn't there was you could go any lower than that like saying the worst things you did and 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 you're naked right like it's you can't go any worse okay so that's one story right okay but let me take you back to, to the men's machine okay so they dial this up on the weirdness level just like a lot more and you think it gets worse right more than this yeah <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well it's 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 yeah it was it was weird so Again, back to the men's retreat. We were in a cabin, and yet again, for the fiftieth time, the facilitator comes around. Guys, take it off, and we're like, oh, again. Like I was just so sick of just being. I, I just missed my shirt so much, and and we're all freaking naked. And then uh, we had to go into another cabin, and then from there, uh, we were all sitting down, a fucking bunch of naked guys, and then 
they came around with blindfolds again, blindfolds, and we're like, oh, okay, here we go again. And then, <laughs> and then they give us all blindfolds, so we all had to wear blindfolds, right? And then we'd stand up, get in the line, and then hold each other's hands while in the line. So we make a big line together with hands up. And then one person at the front, facilitator, he starts walking. He's just walking outside. And keep in mind, we couldn't see anything. And it was cold. Like, it was actually cold. And we're stepping on rocks. Like, you think this stuff is illegal or something. <laughs> but <laughs> we're walking around. And we're like, what is going on? And, like, we have no idea where we're going. We're bumping into walls and everything. But, you know, uh, slowly I start feeling this warmth. There's a warmth coming closer and closer to me. And it, the, in, the insane cold went from that to, like, hot like it is really really hot and and they paused us we had like we stopped and bumped each other and came to a stop and they were like okay open your blindfolds so so we're like okay okay i don't want to see <laughs> i'm afraid to see now <laughs> <laughs> no but uh so we open our blindfolds and guess what we see i don't want to get <laughs> <laughs> It's hot. You're feeling something warm. Right? It was just hot. It was burning. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's fire or something. Yeah, actually, it was just fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine this: we're out in the cold night in a forest with mm. no clothes, and and also we're in the middle of fire. Like there's a huge, huge fire in, in like was surrounding. This, this is like a two-hour drive away from Toronto. Or it was oh. far, far, yeah, very far. Uh, but then we opened it, we saw the fire. We're like, what is going on? And then, you know, some guy starts playing, I think, some music and some drums. And then he starts chanting certain things. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, okay. And then some more facilitators came in and they were like, la, 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 la. And then they're just chanting and screaming. La, la, la. And then they started running around in the circle. And then they started beckoning to us like, hey, come, come, come. La, la, la. And then we're like, well, we're in a fucking forest, <laughs> naked, and like no one's around, and we're having fire around us. They can't get any weirder, so we're like, screw it. Yeah. So we joined them, and we're screaming, and like, like, and like there's no one there in the vicinity. There's, there's no one around. Only, yeah, like, only okay. uh, me, a bunch of guys. Yeah, exactly. And and it it was it was like a tribal dance type of thing, and they were like screaming, mm. bang drums, and everything. And it was more of a a moment because I noticed this retreat they did a lot of symbolism. They incorporated a lot of symbolism, and it was this specific exercise that we did. It was more around uh, symbolism of you becoming a man, like you've been liberated from like the like walls that confine you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's you know, in the past, like they have had these kind of initiation rituals. Exactly. It was kind of missed now in the like modern world. Yeah, it's actually it's that it's that like they basically took things from Aboriginal culture and other cultures and everything because in today's society we lack male initiative, you know, like initiation or something of that nature, and hence they wanted to replicate that here. So it felt very tribal, very rooted to the ground, earthy kind of thing, right? Uh, but yo, after that, we went back inside, put the clothes on. We're like, yo, we're best friends now at this point. And like, I've seen you naked, man. And like, we danced in a fire, around a fire, like a tribal, like, we can't get any, like, deeper than this, like all right? the shame is now disappeared. Right? Yeah. They're, you're like a naked baby at that point. Like, you, you started over from ground zero. Like, hey, man, like, just, there's nothing else to hide right now. But you got very 
open. Yeah. I think that would be very uncomfortable for me, but maybe necessary, you know? Yeah, definitely. All doing those. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think if you went to that, at least if you're open to it, like if me trying in a safe space, then uh, I think it'll really open a lot of things. Like nowadays, like, man, I can talk about anything, like, and I'm so open to talking about feelings and insecurities and personal trauma and how I'm dealing with it. And it's like yeah. the walls got just so much more thinner now. It, it's wild. Yeah, same for me. Like now I can express emotions, talk about emotions. But that's like next, next level, right? Because mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. don't talk about that much sensitive and deep stuff about me unless I really trust people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, right? This uh depthness that you try to avoid. Mm. But yeah, man, that's that's the story. That's my weird leadership experience. <laughs> wow. I should try it. Yo, I, th- I actually think I think every guy should actually. Like it's it can't, I can't I went in it with the hence of uh, doses of skepticism and you know being closed off. Came out of it with like brothers for life and I'm way more open and I smile, I cry whenever I want to. Like I'm not sh- as shameful ashamed as I was before, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you for being here <laughs> in this podcast episode. It's got intense, huh? <laughs> yeah, it got intense. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, podcast listeners. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Uh, Arvin, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram, Arvin Adakwani, my first and last name. Please or you can check... Uh, Arvin is A-R-V-I-N and my last name is A-R-D-A-K-A-N-I and my website is positivechallenge.net so if you just type it up positivechallenge.net Positive Challenge is my organization and you can find us and yeah beautiful send me a message if you want to talk more yeah, connect with Arvin, y'all. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate it. I love you all. And I will see you in the next episode, probably. Who knows? Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for checking out that episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Alifios, A-L-I-F-I-O-S. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care.